Brian, and today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023, and this is episode 349 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. Another coffee with Brian. Gonna hang out, talk about things, uh, get back to yesterday where we were talking about um, the sun positioning app uh, that we used when we get to the site. Uh, We'll talk about power maybe a little too in a, an experiment we did last night. Um, didn't quite roll the way I thought it would, but I think it'll be all right in the end. And what else? Oh, big difference here. Big difference we're noticing around here. Um, well, at least I did yesterday when I went out for a little drive and had to go to the store. Oh, sorry. Running around a little late this morning. Um not necessarily late, just delayed. Delayed as uh, I was doing things, I got a little distracted doing something else. And then I looked up and was like, oh, shit, I got five minutes of stuff to do in four minutes. And then my mouse decided that it wanted to have dog hair all up in the trackball. So, um, yeah, sorry, I was a couple minutes late. Well, I wasn't actually. I think I made it on time, but uh, yeah, out of sorts, out of sorts uh what else what else good morning pippinized how are we doing josh the renegade butcher how are you doing hanging out uh gingerbread farms just checking in hey james how's it going and robin was up and at it so early uh first person in the chat here at uh let's see 558 558 first is that the thing still like when you go um and comment on something and you say first is that something that people still do i remember uh when uh, the in the beginnings of the internet and chat rooms like that was a thing when you'd be like the famous famous um the famous blogger or twitter or whatever and yeah it was just like first wait what you you had no value to the conversation other than now there's one comment <laughs> oh yeah Josh's people still do first. Where? Where? These people, these people um, aren't doing it in front of me. Aren't doing it in front of me. I got to remember in... Uh, <laughs> James says he's going to hop on the live and comment at 2 a.m. Hey, guys, I usually set it up about 7.30 at night. So as soon as it hits YouTube, jump on there and hit first. <laughs> I'll wake up in the morning. I'll get on here. I'll be like, oh, my crowd. My crowd. Uh, <laughs> Robin says it wasn't to be first. She just posted as she walked to the coffee pot. Eh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Ah, man. Perfect cup this morning. I got to have a bunch of you in the comments because uh, nobody wanted to talk about it yesterday. So you all have to talk about it this morning uh, when we get that rolling. But uh, Josh says he sees that first stuff. Um, Oh, he sees it in Facebook mostly and shit posting threads. You still hang out with those. Josh still hangs out with those uh, guys that just sit in their mom's basement and don't have anything to do. So they just mess with people on the internet. 
It's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, all right. Well, we're four and a half in. I'm going to uh, get started here with the Perfect Cup podcast for the day. So give me one second and we will get to it. All right, everyone. It's time for the 37th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. Or find the question pinned or posted or videoed all over my social media the day before. Jump in the conversation, throw out a throw out an answer, and I will take it into consideration when I'm putting together my thoughts for the next day's show. And today's perfect cup question of the day is: What is the truth? What is the truth? Pretty simple four words what is the truth i i i struggle um not not a lie not a lie um this is what uh i mean we didn't get much feedback in my uh, in my group as we started talking about it it kind of went sideways once josh mentioned bacon um but yeah, James. James came right in real quick. Uh, old Gingerbread says, "Apparently, whenever you want it to be, and you could just call it your truth." Um, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Was the redef- redefinition of the word "truth" uh, to mean just whatever you want? But in reality, what do we know? What do we? What do we know? Like gravity. There's truth to gravity. Or something that we um, we recognize as gravity, something that drops us to the ground when we jump out of a tree, like that's true. Can I fly without a me- me- mechanical help? No, I can't. I can't. So that's the truth. Um, but when it comes to reality and um, perception, um, personal. <laughs> personal opinions um outside influences past experiences all of that kind of winds into what one person perceives as the truth uh can they can they say what they believe and um not be lying people do it all the time they pass they pass polygraph tests or whatever um they honestly believe what they're saying is in reality what happened um and there's been plenty of times that i've seen that when it comes down to it what they are saying isn't actually what happened but it is their truth it is what they actually believe in their heart happened um i don't know i don't know uh Gingerbread Farm says, my son walks around in circles and announces I'm going to go pace. I I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, (laughs) Renegade Butcher says, what if the truth depends on which patch of stimulation your pod has been updated to? Yeah. Pippinized. Uh, people can convince themselves of just about anything, especially when they can convince themselves as a victim. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
you can convince yourself of anything, but I think there's actually um, it's it's the whole it's the whole witness the whole eyewitness thing. Um, oh yeah, ginger, I should mention Gingerbread's kid is uh, his son is autistic, uh, but that might put me in that category because that sounds about like something I would do. Uh, just ask Corey. Uh, I will announce I'll go do something and just go do it. <laughs> and walking around in circles sounds like perfectly re relaxing and uh and stimulating to me so anyway but like the eyewitness eyewitness uh deal where three people see the same car accident um even generally from the same angle uh they're all standing on the same street corner uh not necessarily like one's on one corner the others on the other side so they get different angles but they've had people believe that they saw different things like completely different not i mean obviously not completely different it wasn't like an airplane ran into a building as opposed to a dump truck hitting a bus but the way the how the action uh whether it's that fast whether it's um if you're not if you're not consciously trying to re to remember what's happening in front of you in an emergency like that, um, it gets jumbled. And it, when you put it back together, you you see um, you see what your brain wants you to see, what makes sense to you um, in the moment. Maybe that's not actually what happened. Uh, Gingerbread says, "Eyewitness eye, eyewitness testimony is unreliable." Yeah, and that's why. That's why. We all have a version of our truth. They've, they, uh, whoever has co-opted, co-opted the my truth to mean that you could just make up whatever you want, uh, as opposed to your brain, like you, you don't consciously do the eyewitness scenario isn't a conscious decision to, I'm going to see it different than everybody else. Your brain does it. Um, but when you sit and contemplate what your truth is now, that's, that's just making up your, uh, Josh says demonstrable reality and what people fully believe isn't always the same is a delusional person's reality truth or are truth and reality, slightly different things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Josh says, is this an English definitions or bad questions again? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I should just start. That should be the first thing. That's going to be the first thing of this podcast every morning is I'm just going to pull it up and we're going to grab the dictionary and we're going to define all the words in the question. And then we're going to talk about how fucked up English is for 10 minutes every morning. <laughs> uh, gingerbread. Gingerbread sees it. He's a... Uh, He's an ex, uh, well, you're always a Marine, right, James? Um, Marine, uh, EMT, uh, seen a lot of shit. Uh, and he says your brain lets you see what it can handle. And that kind of makes sense. That's That makes sense to me. Uh, and Pippinized, the ability to influence is a strange thing to adjust someone's truth, but it's very possible and probable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the outside, uh, weak, weak-minded, um, not necessarily in a bad way, but just um, easily manipulated people can really be turned upside down and what they actually believe. And I think it goes back to um, yesterday when James said, 
uh, I can I can get you to uh, swear the sky is orange in or pink in ten minutes with the torture. Um, so what is that? Is that the truth, or is that I am sick of being in pain? Uh, so, and one last comment here. Uh, truth can't be just what you believe because many many people believe uh, verifiable lies. But is it their truth? Is it their truth? Uh, Robin says Webster's changes online dictionary definition, so you'll have to circle back to make sure it hasn't changed. See also the de definition of woman. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, speaking of that, we recently got rid of a book uh, that we had hanging around at the homestead. It was a, what was that, prescription drugs? It was like... Um, uh, the drug book, basically, where you could look up pills and it had like all the descriptions of what the medication does, what the pill looks like, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it was interesting to look up uh, hydrox hydroxychloroquine in that <laughs> and other um, or the other ones we were looking up. Uh, we were looking up all sorts of um, drugs that have been changed, let's say, change. Oh, anyway, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to get an old school dictionary. I'll have to drive around with the old uh, 1981 Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> anyway, that's my truth. That's my truth. I'm going to get a dictionary. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's another episode. It's another episode. It was a tough question. It was a tough question. Um, it really, it really is a different, difficult discussion remotely i think that's a great that's a great uh, uh campfire at the end of the night when you don't have anything to talk about uh josh says jack jack spearco uh survival podcast had a great or had a good trusting the science rant yesterday yeah trust the science it's the truth don't worry don't worry Anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. It's been about 10 minutes. Uh, this has been another episode of the Perfect Cup podcast, uh, where I pull out the question of the day, the first segment of my main podcast every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central. We get rolling with the question about 6.05, so join us in the YouTube comments and drop your, uh, drop your feedback in or your thoughts or join us for the rest of the show. And uh, be sure to check out theperfectcup.shop and thelostproject.com to help support everything we do. Find yourself some premium air-roasted coffee or coffee merch and all sorts of other goodies. And that's been another episode for the day. And back to the main show. Oh, all right. My, uh, Gingerbread said, I will ask my mom for her 70 Merc manual. <laughs> yep yeah uh, we were looking through that book so Corey had it back when that must have been when you were training for a hawk and she went to uh she went to tech school to be a hawk uh health unit coordinator the what, what did you tell me originally it was the secretary of the unit it's, yeah oh so it used to be called the unit secretary so she's the girl that would like checked you in um she was in labor and delivery so when a woman came in all like squirting out a baby uh, she did the paperwork at the desk and uh, got them to the right room, chart, all sorts of fun stuff. Anyway, when she went to school for that, she had to learn all the medical terms, all this stuff. So she had all sorts of reference books, but had uh, had the drug book. And 
So when we went through the whole spiraling of this medication doesn't work for this because we don't want you to, or we want you to buy this other prescription, didn't even think about it. But then when we started cleaning out the house and throwing stuff away, we got to the books and I was looking at that. I was like, oh, I'm curious. I'm curious what it says in here. So we looked it up. Totally different. Totally different. Uh, yeah it was yeah it was only it was like from 2000 it wasn't even that old so i can only imagine uh <laughs> josh says maybe we maybe we need to be drunk to talk about the truth coffee is time for hopes and dreams damn it <laughs> uh, she hucked him right back into the delivery room <laughs> get in there you're getting amniotic fluid on my floor. <laughs> Clean up on aisle four. Oh man. Oh man. Anyway, went to the store yesterday. Got to see a service tech posted it in my group. Um, I felt, I don't know if it was my group or someone else's, but uh, I was sitting, I went to the, grocery store so the grocery store has a gas station in it it's kind of like costco or or uh, walmart or sam's club they have the little gas station kiosk in the front <coughs> well this one did fairly busy parking lot and um and i we have a big truck we got a big big long bulky truck and so i try to park in the back um we could never these dogs are barking at each other to come and play. Oh, yeah. So about 10 minutes before the show, Clyde, uh, Norman was laying on the bed next to the table here and Clyde decides it's time to go play. So he goes out, he goes into the back room and he picks up the biggest bone he could find and just drops it on the floor. Not like lets it fall out of his mouth, like flings it on the floor. So it goes bang on the floor. Norman is like head down, going to sleep on the floor and that thing that bone hit the floor and he pops his head up and runs right back there to play with him it was like he was calling him to play it been all right you guys haven't heard him at all um and so norman decided to come out here and all of a sudden clyde's in the back with a stuffed animal in his mouth that has no stuffing in it because they destroyed it during the show yesterday and he's got it jammed in his mouth and he just gives a little Oof. And Norman's standing here next to me, wanting to go back there and play. Let's see if we can see him. There he is. He's going to go lay down. <laughs> I just heard that toy that has no stuffy just get torn in half. <laughs> it's just ripping fabric back there. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, the parking lot was all busy, and so I park in the back, and I happen to park right in line with this kiosk. And I look up, and there's an old Jones and Frank, an old Jones and Frank um, uh, service vehicle. So that was kind of, oh, Robin, it's an octopus, actually. It's not a rabbit. <laughs> it's an octopus. <laughs> and uh, so Jones and Frank is like a national, uh, a national contractor for what I did for a living for five years. Actually, it was a little more than that, I think. But anyway, they're well known for not paying jack shit, 
hiring anybody that uh, puts an application in. Like if you can fog a mirror, you're probably going to get a job. They're going to give you a service van. They're going to throw you out on the road and um, you get the minimal training. I know that uh, when I started, I had probably the best trainer, one of the best trainers that I've I've had um, in job roles. Uh, and I also still talk talk to him three years in asking him questions. It's just not a job you learn very fast. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh says at least at least it's an octopus and it can grow its limbs back, right? Yeah, no, yeah, not when Clyde's done with it. Uh, it, it yeah, there's not going to be anything for the limbs to grow out of. And James says my living room is mulched from my puppy eating the firewood. Yeah, that that picture of your dogs watching the wood stove was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But anyway, I saw this guy. He looked he looked fairly confident when I rolled in. Uh, he was just getting started. Um, and so I ran in the store. And I got my shit and I came back into the truck. And he was just getting the keys to the dispenser and getting started. And I sat down and I had to spin my fold spin. And so I sat there and I was like, I'm going to watch this guy for a second. I don't miss this shit. I want to see. I want to see if I know what he's doing. And I mean, I was right in line with him. I'm sitting there and he gets the keys and uh, he starts opening into the dispenser. And this one had an audible alarm on it. Uh, a lot of the ones I worked on didn't uh, and some did. Like usually your corporate stores and stuff like that, they'll put audible alarm so when you open the door it triggers the alarm and you have to put a code in to shut it off well this dude opened that dispenser and that alarm went off and it was loud enough i had the windows up in the truck it was chilly here yesterday i was down in the 40s uh 50s ish uh and so i was sitting in the truck i didn't have the heat on i just had the window up but i could hear the alarm going from probably oh i was oh good 50, 60 feet away uh, with my truck doors closed and windows up. It sounded like I was uh, standing next to the alarm. And he just starts running around the dispenser. And I'm watching, just giggling. I'm smiling. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I think he might might have been the first one that he opened that uh, went beep. And so I'm going, I'm watching, like, if you know, if you know what you're doing, you have a keypad in your hand ready, like, it's a smooth process. You actually, there is a delay of, uh, I think it was like 30 seconds. You can set it, it, you can set it down to five seconds, but it was usually stock 30 seconds. Most people left 30 seconds for a tech to get his shit together. And uh, yeah, it went off. He had no clue what was going to happen and just watching him run around, try to fix it. Then uh, he was having keypad problems. I don't know if he didn't know the code or his keypads were all broken, but he tried. He got to about his fifth keypad before he got the thing to shut up. And um, he got done and he just walked over to his service van and set his head on his van, on his, uh, around in the back of his truck. And I was like, I've been there, man. I've been there. <laughs> And I just drove away. <laughs> I think he was there for like a nozzle or something. It wasn't anything serious that I could tell. And I was like, holy shit, that sucks. But yeah, yeah. Looking from the outside in is interesting when you've looked from the inside out. But anyway, as I was driving to the store, I realized something. The waving, the waving people. 
the waving is different here. We've only moved like 200 miles, but no one waves to anybody. And I, and I was noticing this. I was waving to people. We're on like a back road uh, and no one was waving. Everybody looks angry. Uh, the people at the store are really nice, but uh, just in, in general, the people you drive by, they look kind of crabby. And um, I was thinking about it. And Corey, I got home. I was talking about it with her a little bit. Then we went for a walk. I uh, took the dogs for a walk down the road and it all clicked. It's not a dirt road. There's no dirt roads here. It's all like broken gravel or broken pavement, macadam, but no dirt roads. And I think back in Navasota, the back in Navasota, I realized that the, the line, when I ask all the folks uh, in the audience and on TikTok and all that, we, we determined that the, the, the waving line, the factor was the dirt road. Once you were on a dirt road, you waved. And once you got on the blacktop, you didn't have to unless you were going slow enough. But I think these people don't go slow on this road. It's like a 40 mile an hour road. And <laughs> that dog, dog mess. <laughs> we just randomly look at our clothes and there'll be like slobber or a big hair wad or both uh turns into like cement uh <laughs> renegade butcher says damn that's what all those country music dudes have been talking about with their dirt road songs yeah 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 it's all coming together it's all coming together yeah i was just walking down the walking down the road and I had an epiphany um that it's the dirt road it's the difference it's the difference but that's what i thought of yesterday uh these big uh meaningful uh realizations in my life um anyway talking about uh, an app that i use i put a video in i think it was a video in the group on sunday um actually might have been saturday when we were setting up uh somebody asked so what sun exposure we had and it made me think of an app I had that I used. Um, I used in Minnesota actually for planting gardens or where I was going to plant stuff or this or that. Um, and I downloaded it. I used it, but it wasn't really what I wanted to use it for. It wasn't what I needed it for. The demo version. Yeah. So I, I downloaded the demo version. The demo version will give you, I think it's a day on either side of the current day. I was looking for something that would give me sun position um, throughout the year, throughout the seasons, because I was planning like spring and fall gardens and stuff like that. Um, so we, I downloaded it. I, I kept it on the phone. And what you do, it's really cool. Um, you can either put in your location or you can use your GPS on your phone. Uh, basically, it opens your camera and you have options you can you can toggle on and off the the moon track like where the moon is going in the sky the sun um and then there's also a grid pattern that you can put on the sky that uh, has like uh the horizon uh and then um the prime meridian and degrees um like you're looking at a globe with the grid on it so um, you, you aim the camera up in the sky and you start going around 
And all of a sudden you'll see a line with a bunch of suns or moons or both um, along the line with uh, times. And it's every hour where the sun will be every hour and it tracks. And so if you look to say the north and you don't see any line and you scan across the sky and you'll see the line and you can go up and down and you kind of, it's almost like being at um, observatory uh, and looking up at the sky, and then you could just draw the line of the sun tracking across. Well, I did. It wasn't useful when it was just that day for what I, my purpose. But I never deleted the app. When we started dicking around with how we wanted to park for solar, I was like, "Oh shit, I got this!" And I only need to know for the day. It doesn't move. Um, it doesn't move that much in a week where we're going to stay uh it's it's not going to be that much of a difference but getting the general orientation of where the sun is because oh yeah sun rises in the east and sets in the west kind of kind of and when you got big trees and a field and options where you want to park uh it can make a difference it can make a difference so yeah it's called sun position or demo sun position or demo it's a yeah picture of a sun is the app thing but it's um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I like it. I did a little video, little video inside the camper, and that's weird. It works like inside the camper too. Uh, you can be in your living room and figure out how the sun's gonna go over your living room, <laughs> even if you have a second story to your house. But yeah, it just uses geolocation, and it's pretty accurate. It's pretty pretty close. Um, it was within so. I did it outside. Um, can I angle my panels? I can't. My my pa panels are uh, are fixed to the roof, uh, solid. But um, you can, you can. Uh, I did it. The sun was out. It was clear day, and I went across and I had the line and I looked at what time it was. And the sun on the app is orange for current time, so it. It shows yellow dots where it will be on the hour. And then any particular time at that moment where the sun is, it's like a big orange dot and the current time. And it was within like, a, like it was touching on the app. So I don't know what that would be in, in space miles, but um, <laughs> uh, Gingerbread had asked if, if I can angle my panels. We looked into it. Um, we did a lot of research into that and cleaning the panels and all sorts of stuff. Um, the determination of the people that, uh, we kind of learned from when we were getting all set up, uh, was the juice isn't worth the squeeze for either. The, the tipping brackets are expensive or I could have fabbed my own. Um, the, what you get out of it is uh wobbly panels on your roof when you're going 60 miles an hour down the down the highway and um the benefit is you get a, like an extra little bit of sun so the suggestion was grab an extra panel or just figure out how to use with the exposure you get our roof is kind of domed um so our panels are tilted a little bit uh to the outside and they're run in parallel series so the back two the back two are tied together and they tip separate a little bit so yeah yeah one catches before um 
Josh says we can angle our panels. It just requires getting creative with stabilizers and training the dogs to lay on the sunny side. Yeah. You know what else the dogs do? They lay in the slide, and I think our slide is getting ready to break off our camper. <laughs> no, I think I need to adjust the, adjust some things because uh, the extra weight laying in the slide all the time is just kind of makes it. We park, and it's nice and level, and then about three days in, it just starts to creep forward. So they make uh, slide jacks, and it might be something I got to look into or uh, or get down there and tighten some uh, tighten some things up. But Yeah. The dogs, the waste. Uh, James is posting the, the solar report in the Telegram. Uh, nice, nice, nice. We are actually working on um, on a tracker protocol. Um, Corey's done yeoman work and put it together, and I'm just trying to figure out what makes sense as far as when to do it, morning, evening. Um but that's going to have kind of our usage, kind of our what we what we get for sun exposure during the day, what we take in, what we use overnight, what we use during the day. It's also going to have all sorts of different things um, re revolving around our life. And uh, I think I mentioned it before. It's got like 57 or some columns. So figuring out when to do it um and being consistent about it and being able to get good data because we're always taking it at the same time is is where i'm at um we were thinking about doing it in the morning before the show after but the data from that is going to be something that uh the membership program gets the youtube membership will make a video talking about it uh, Corey and i are going to do a video each week and that'll probably be included in it and uh, then get released out. We'll do other videos with the content and this and that, but uh, that's the plan with that tracker. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot going through that um, in the morning, but I want to get it first thing so we can get a static reading like when we get up and when we go to bed. We get up pretty close to the same time every day. Um, bed is different, so... Yeah, I'm trying to dial that in. Trying to dial it in. Once I get going with it, like the show, once I actually start, I just go with it and it goes and goes and goes. It's getting it into that schedule. You guys struggle with that? Oh, uh, so anyway, what do we got here? I uh, called. So there is a cemetery. Another move on to a new topic here. There's a cemetery down the road from here. Like, literally, I can see it. It's really cool. It's really cool. I walked it, walked it yesterday. <coughs> Hold on. Once I go back to solar, James says, but you need to angle. But you need to angle so it's the same as your latitude. Yes and no. I mean... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The sun goes up. I I start charging at uh, shortly after daybreak. My panels. I'm not. I'm not looking for peak efficiency. I'm looking for sustainability. I'm looking for as little shit to not break on the top of my camper as I'm going down the highway um i'm looking for stability your panels aren't driving 60 miles down 60 miles an hour down the highway on top of your house um it's a way different ball game 
they're not they're not mounted into um, half inch plywood that's the ceiling of the camper. Yeah, they're not big wind sails on your uh, on the top on the roof of your house. Well, they might be, but the roof of your house has joists. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Mm cemetery cemetery i walked down there i uh, walked there saturday when we first got here just to see if i could find a number to get a hold of people i had looked into the place before we got here uh i looked it up on one of the grave uh the grave finder websites i use and kind of looked into it there were some really interesting headstones i wanted to check out uh there were a couple Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I stopped. <laughs> I was reading. Um, <laughs> when's, there were two comments in a row, uh, and yeah, I, I got them backwards, and I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, I, I had looked up, and there were a few that I, I really wanted to get um, to document. There were a couple that I'm really hoping to clean. So I emailed um, the society, the association that takes care of it. It looks like they meet once a year. Um, I wasn't going to get to go to a meeting. It's in May. Um, but there was a number to call for burial, uh, for plot information, for burial information, blah, blah, blah. It was a local funeral home. So I gave them a call yesterday and I said, hey, uh, I'd like I'm going to be documenting like they can't really say I can't take pictures um, and videos. But I said, so I'm going to be over there documenting. Uh, there's a couple that I would really like to clean. Um is that something that you can give me permission? Do you not need permission for this cemetery? Uh, what's the deal? And basically he didn't want his ass in a sling. So he said, no, I can't give you permission. You got to talk to the families. I said, well, if I get you some names, can you get me some names <laughs> so I can talk to some families? I'm only here for a couple of days. And he was nice. He was really nice about it, but he's concerned about liability, concerned about liability um so it's it's interesting it's interesting dynamic that i found and i i've i've discussed it a few times now with other people that clean headstones like what is the proper protocol like i know from learning from digging in i don't i'm not doing something that uh i'm unsure of um, what I use, I know that the, the cleaner that I use is an all natural cleaner. I know it's not going to damage any stone. I know the properties of it. I know what it does. I know the brushes that I use. I know how to determine if the stone is, is, uh, stable enough to brush stable enough to clean off. Um, I, I, I understand this whole thing. People that don't, um, people that, um, people that don't know this assume that like I can ruin it or break it or something. Um, so it's, it's a tough middle ground there convincing them that you ain't gonna hurt anything. It's you're cleaning something. It's going to make it better. Uh, it's going to make it last longer and it's going to make it look nicer. Uh, uh, yeah, people are nervous. And, it, and this dynamic is weird because the, the cemetery that, uh, before we left, 
that I was cleaning that um, old Confederate headstone, there wasn't anybody to get permission from. There were no phone numbers. There were no nothing. Um, so I felt comfortable that finding something from the late 1800s, early 1900s that didn't have a bunch of family graves around it, that it didn't look like it was like actively being being taken care of. I felt comfortable cleaning this. Um, and obviously, if I damaged it or ruined it or something, I would do something to make it right. Uh, I was confident that that wasn't going to happen. And the gentleman that used to take care of the cemetery came over and thanked me that he used to do it. He used to do it. No one does it anymore. So, yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating. It's um, it's 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 kind of frustrating that I want to do good um, and people are holding you back uh, out of fear of liability. So I just got to get better. I talked about some strategies, emailed some strategies last night with someone that that does this um, and they also travel. They are uh, a military wife. Um, and so the husband is being stationed in different places and she, she stays longer than a week, but she, she has, uh, we were talking strategies for when you're not in town. Like if I was living, if I was living somewhere, if I was back in Minnesota and I was doing this, uh, I would just get really go get to know one cemetery, um, director and do that cemetery and move on to the next. You can build relationships, but when you're in and out of town like that, bam, a week. It's hard. It's hard to make those connections and um, and really come off as um, legitimate, I guess. I don't even know what the word is. I don't know what the word is. Uh, let's get back up in here uh, and see what's going on. Gingerbread Farm says, my panels are not at the perfect angle either because the wind getting underneath them. Josh uh, says he thinks he means the angle you park to optimize yeah that all deter that all depends too i mean like i could if i get in the right uh we're, we're going back to solar here sorry uh if i get in the right uh positioning for the sun path or whatever uh there might be a huge tree or there might be um you know something where i can't put my slides out or yeah who knows who knows um so you just got to kind of make the best of what you can with the site you're at. Uh, it was easy when we were down in, in Navasota. We had a big field. We could have parked wherever we wanted. Uh, we learned when we moved that the solar aspect was different, even though we only moved like 30 feet. But we oriented the trailer at 90 degrees to what it was. And uh, the trees were different. There were branches overhanging, this and that. And our solar was shit here uh it's not that great it's not that great uh first thing in the morning it comes up and then so we start we start charging and then it hits a tree so as it's coming up over the horizon it's below the lollipop the canopy of the tree um and it's hitting hitting the the solar panels and then as it goes up it's still hitting but it gets diffused quite a bit and our charging actually goes down until it gets above the tree and then we do pretty well for a while and then it kind of peaks behind another tree but this is where we had to park like there wasn't there wasn't an option so just rolling through that and dealing with it is kind of uh 
is kind of what we do. Let me see. <laughs> Josh thought I was froze up, and then he saw Corey move in the background. <laughs> Robin's two-timing us with Tim. Uh, and Hunter's fiddling with Robin's wiring. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Gingerbread, Gingerbread says, you're a stranger to them, and would you trust the general public with your loved one's graves? Right. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um <laughs> nice nice josh says tell them you're an ordained minister who does this while traveling as a way to give back to communities this is this is a good idea since i am twice i think it's not twice it's thrice thrice ordained um thrice ordained minister yes me me mm -hmm. yeah you want to get married let me know but uh yeah another strategy was um she she was telling me last night that she just made up some simple business cards. Um, and that gave her some legitimacy. It's the old uh, vest and a clipboard, and you can pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, the day I went and cleaned that headstone, I wore my bright orange Bitcoin shirt uh, just for the fact that if somebody sees a blaze orange shirt walking around a cemetery, they just think it's maintenance guy. <laughs> they just don't ask any questions. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorites james excuse me officer how does such a big man hide behind such a little badge <laughs> oh 45 minutes we gotta wrap it up here we gotta wrap it up but anyway i gotta go get names of headstones i'm gonna email it to this funeral director hopefully get some uh, permission to clean some of these cool ones that i found I found some from the early 1900s that have the stories with them online, the newspaper article pictures and super cool stuff like that. So even if I don't get to clean it, I at least get to tell the story. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm uh, rolling together something to do with headstone stuff on the website that should pop out soon. I think I've uh, I've thrown out uh, a sample to Josh and uh, and some of my headstoner friends. Yeah, actually, one of the one of the couples that I follow that cleans headstone are called the Headstoners, and yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect name for them. Uh, Josh says jail sucks. It does. It does. It does for sure. Uh, let's wrap it up here real quick with the item of the day. Item of the day is the Vi Air 400P. It is our uh, portable 12 volt air compressor, and it is fantastic. We used it um, after sitting for four months. We aired up, uh, topped off the tires. We checked tires before we hit the road. Uh, this is great. I love it. It, it uh, hooks to the battery of the truck. Uh, it comes with a nice slinky hose that is almost long enough for us. I just carry an extra, extra roll of hose with me uh, so I don't have to move the truck around. But it all comes in a little tiny pack. It is light, it is portable for sure, and it's got some ass. The thing, it's way, slow, it's way slower than my tank, um, my small tank portable DeWalt that I had before we left. But man, the space and the weight savings, I can wait a couple extra seconds for it to catch up. And I air up my truck tires, um, 75 PSI, 65 on the, on the trailer, and it has no problem. So carrying it for a passenger vehicle or a truck, uh, for emergencies is not a bad idea. 
but that's what we went to. You can check out the link to it on Amazon in the video description. Uh, even if you don't need an air compressor today, but you do need to shop on Amazon, do us a favor and click that link and get into our tracking. Or you can always click the general Amazon link in the video description. I also have a link down there to a review I did of this. Uh, it might have been the after action report the first time I used it or the comparison to the DeWalt. Uh, the DeWalt. Uh, hey, have a good day, Robin. The DeWalt air compressor that we got rid of. Um, I've done a few videos on this via, via air. I like it so much. So check it out if you're in the, in the market for an emergency air compressor for the vehicle or even one to use around the house. Uh, it could work for sure. The via air 400p. I appreciate it. Other than that, uh, swing on over and check us out at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. <sighs> it's been another day, guys. Been another day. going to knock it out. I hope you all have a great Tuesday, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. I can see the light I can feel the sound